This episode is brought to you by livingrelief.com, a Wolfpack-owned business that is your source for Delta-8, CBD, THCV, gummies, tinctures, chocolates, all North Carolina-based quality products that can help with sleep, anxiety, pain, and countless other medical benefits. Highly recommend checking these guys out. Their stuff is really good. And if you use code REDWHITE20, you get 20% off your first order. That's REDWHITE20. LivingRelief.com. Living, R-E-L-E-A-F.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, he looks. He'll fire right corner. End zone for Carter. He made the catch. Oh, my goodness. He was double covered. Still made the catch. Falling down in the deep right-hand corner of the end zone. At NC State. They ready to come out and they're going to do what they've been doing for the past eight years, right? Nah, not today, bro. Not today. They don't respect us enough at all in this league. I've been here for two years. I already tell you that much. Show up, man. It's a big game. I'm going to show up, bro. Hey, man. My mom, my man. Elite effort across the board, bro. You want to make the play, you can make the play. It's on you and you, bro. Trust, trust your training and fall back on it, bro. That's all you got to do. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of Red White Podcast. Will, did you trust your training when you were running out of the tunnel? Yes. When I gingerly walked out after the team had made its way past us, yes. I trusted the process, trusted my training. It led us to victory from the rear, like all good leadership. Before that game, how was that experience? You got to be on the field, see the fireworks, all that stuff. How was that? Uh, it was awesome. <clears throat> Short and simple. Um uh, Buzzy was uh, great taking us down there, met us on time. Um, I have to applaud uh, stadium security for not allowing um, an executive from the Wolfpack Club to uh, go down <laughs> the steps because we had a yellow pass instead of a red pass, which I think was what the recruits were using. Um, but we got down at the next gate and uh, got on the field. It was great seeing the guys, uh, Devin Carter, CJ Riley. Those guys are clearly very tall and um we uh, specifically uh, pointed out Devin Carter to my fiance, and I was like, "That you know, that guy's going to be a big deal for this game." Um, got some photos down there. Uh, met some some people from uh, the department, which was really cool. Um, then we got to go in the t- uh, tunnel early. Got a good spot. Um, I got to yell out to uh, let's see, Salty Dave uh, to Doran, and uh, pretty sure he heard me. It was pretty quiet when i did it and uh then he started laughing while talking to devin leary so hopefully uh that that message got through um and uh, it was cool you know fist bump a few of the players shouted some words of encouragement you know it was it was it was awesome you know the one thing i was giving them a little grief for down there i was like hey you know a lot of people have been saying that we need to get some some real rocks down here (laughs) at the entrance and I guess they've replaced even the painted stuff with some just gray padding. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the works basically um, yeah. to what to do something at least. And, um, you know, wasn't a fan of um, the student section throwing out a, uh, a uh, F Joe Biden cheer randomly while the tu- guys were in the tunnel. That was kind of just a weird vibe down there. Um, and everyone in the tunnel was confused when it was happening and asking what the fuck was happening. So that was, uh, I guess is something that's happening. And, um, but yeah, then, uh, they ran out. We got to walk out afterwards. We got a great photo with the, uh, the wolf 
uh, statue, and nice. then uh, Buzzy let us up. And, uh, yeah, it was a great time. It was, I was telling him, I was like, look, this is the kind of thing that we talk about it on the pod a lot, that younger uh, alumni who have some free-flowing capital but don't necessarily believe in investing in season tickets or something like that. I was like, this is a great way to get money injected into the program. This is the kind of tangible thing that, that folks are willing to give money for. And then that money can help us long-term anyway. So, um, it, he, he seemed to understand that. I think we're going to try it. He said he would be willing to come on the pod. Um, or, um, he introduced me to, uh, who is it? Ben Broussard. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so he said to just reach out afterwards. I'd love to get him on there and kind of hear about their plan. He had uh, indicated some stuff maybe for baseball is coming. So, um, but I want to give him the opportunity to, to talk about that if if it's ready to be discussed. So, um, it was a great time, man. Best two hundred and eighty five dollars I've ever spent for <laughs> NC State, without a doubt. Uh, a little upset that someone came in and sniped my helmet from me last night. Um and just took it to an uncomfortable amount of money for for a single helmet. So a little frustrated there, but uh, great overall. The Wolfpack enters the poll, number twenty three in the AP poll. Didn't get into the coaches poll if, I, if I'm reading this correctly. Is yeah, that that's accurate? insane. That's uh, I think someone said we were like twenty seventh in the coaches poll. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little surprised. I sent it. I sent it. I, I did send a tweet to Lauren Brownlow to, to, before this to see if maybe she would um, respond back. I'm a little confused by her rankings in particular. Um, <laughs> just who, because yes. to, to I, catch people up who didn't see uh, the Reddit College Football Count breaks down the uh, voters and their ballots and. Brownlow did not have NC State in. She had Wake Forest at 19 and Clemson at 25. Yeah. Good, sorry. So I'm just not sure I followed the lo- the logic there. Um I really if someone wants to say that the Mississippi State loss is concerning or whatever, I guess I would just counter back and be like, I think we've seen everyone struggle for the first time on the road this year pretty much. I haven't really seen, you know, aside from like Oregon or someone like that, a lot of teams have struggled going into hostile environments. And um, the defense still looked pretty damn good in that game. And the defense has looked great in four straight games. And you would have to think that that defense will continue to look really, really good throughout the rest of the season. So that defense alone, I think, can project this team into the top 25. And then you just saw the offense go against another great defense and put up four touchdowns and double overtime and maintain control of the game despite some kicking issues. And I I just don't understand what you'd have to see as a voter to really think that there are aside, you know, let's say you want to have Clemson awake in your top 25. Are there really 23 other teams that are better than what you just saw from NC state today? Like, now maybe it was just an overlook on her part. I I don't know. I because she's usually pretty fair on on NC State in the rankings. I thought, and so I was hoping she would kind of reply back because I just I, I tweeted and said, hey, like you know, 
the defenses look great. The offense looked pretty good. And we've had one slip up in our first road game. Like, I'd really like your thoughts. It wasn't an overlook. She had said it. Uh, she had tweeted somebody else and said, yeah, I don't have them in my poll. Like, I don't, I don't think she would have said that if that was, if it was an accident. Yeah. And I think the funny thing is the people who have state ranked the highest are from outside of the area. Again, I, I might be extrapolating too much out of this, but again, our local media continues to be idiots. And that's why their, their ratings and their numbers are terrible. They speak just, they're just bad. Yeah. And I think do this you is have, just part of it. Do you have Jeff Gravely's tweet? That, uh, yes. Um, One sec, I'll pull it up. Yeah, because I thought that was just like former local media, you know, right? Former broadcast. Or, yeah, he was an anchor, right? Yeah, he's a sportscaster. And, yeah. And um, I just think that's really telling. Um, curious to see what Joe Giglio says. I don't know. Did he post another video, <laughs> Evan, after um, speaking Prom- his piece on Facebook? <laughs> Probably not <laughs> trying to find. I really it. thought Dave was going to call it out in the presser. I really thought he was going to just pull, go knives out. And, and, right? Uh, yeah. And let people know how he really felt. Um, the uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll rant here for a second while you're looking for that. Um, I, I just think it's... <clears throat> I think if you're doing your job... I, look, it's hard as an AP writer. I'm sure you cannot see all the games unless you're just truly dedicated. But to me, I think you could kind of tell who's doing their job and who's not doing their job by like how you handle the 15 through 25 area. You know, I think the top 10 is relatively simple. You can kind of just look at the premier programs who's undefeated and make your cast your votes. Um, I just can't imagine anyone who watched that game didn't come away and say like, wow, those are two pretty good, pretty good teams. And one had more control than the other, despite a lot of penalties and things like that. And, you know, it's like, are they just trying to be like, well, Hey, they struggled with Georgia tech. Well, guess what? Georgia tech went out and boat raced UNC. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, you gotta be, you gotta, it's gotta go both ways if you're going to kind of pull that argument. So yeah, I'm just, Andrea Allison put out her power rankings for the ACC this week, and she had Wake number one, and she had State third, and then she had UVA and Florida State at the bottom. And and so I tweeted it out. Just the logic doesn't make sense that you have Wake number one. It's fine. They're they're a good team. I'm not doubting that. I'm not not disputing that. But you have them number one because they've beaten the two bottom teams in your power rankings. That's the yeah. part that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you, but whatever. You, I I think in general, I'm fine if you want to say, hey, they have two ACC wins. Everyone else has one. Right. And they've looked good in their two wins. You know. Now again, it's like <clears throat> Florida State looks like it's about to have the bottom fall out again. Yeah. Now maybe they'll get shit corrected by the time we play them. Um, but you know. I don't think you can always bank on getting six turnovers a game like Wake had against them. And then UVA clearly has issues on their defense. Um, But, you know, uh, fine. They've won two games. Fine. Put them up there. Who was the number two team? BC. Okay. 
And BC is only they beat, beat, beat Mizzou at home, but that's about it, right? I mean, was it at Mizzou or at BC? Is that BC? Yeah, um, yeah. Their their team should have fallen apart post yeah. Jerkovic, Jerkovic. Right. But again, they haven't won an ACC game, right? Yeah. Here's Gravely's tweet. Jeff Gravely used to be WRL Sports. It pains me to see the lack of devoted, lack of time devoted to the local TV sports in the triangle on a Saturday and throughout the week. This is one of the best markets in the country for college sports. Support it and don't kill it, TV managers and consultants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't want to get into this rant right now. There's too much positive to pull out of this game. I just wanted to note that this like it's just very typical of what we we've seen before in this this scenario, right? State plays a, a good game. And look, I know we lost to the Mississippi State, but I've been saying this all along that this team is actually good. You can tell this team is good. That game, Mississippi State game, is an aberration. I don't expect to see it again. This defense is good enough that it's going to keep them in all of these games. Yeah. I, just That's it. That's the, that's the fact. If you watch this team, it's hard. Not to think that, hey, this is a pretty good team. They've got a lot of pieces that they can do a lot of things. But again, and, and this is the most frustrating thing about it. <clears throat> we talked about losing that Mississippi State game is going to say, it's when we beat Clemson, which we've been saying for a long time, hey, we're going to beat Clemson. They're, they're gettable this year. People are naturally going to say, well, it's because Clemson's bad. I got to the I got the damn golf course Sunday morning, wearing my state red. Guy goes, "Oh yeah, good, you know, good game." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, you know, Clemson's really bad." And I was like, "Okay, we're we're better than than what you're saying. Like, it, we lost, we won not because Clemson's bad. We won because hey, we're pretty good too, right?" It's, yeah, it's a stupid narrative that it's, hey, Clemson's bad. Okay, they're yeah. not dominant. They're still going to end up ten and two. Probably, I don't. They're probably not going to lose again. Yeah, I give us some credit. Schedule. Yeah. This is here. Okay, again, like right? Didn't our thought process for reevaluating expectations post Mississippi State was: if you can't beat Mississippi State, you're not going to beat Clemson. Therefore, you're going to. It, it's unlikely then that you're going to be able to run the table because you still got a lot of like 50, 50, 60, 40 type games on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So we were like, all right, let's pair off. Let's go back. And then you go out and play like you did against Clemson. And you say, okay, never mind. Mississippi State was probably just an aberration for some other yeah. road. Didn't have just things went wrong, right? Now we got a lot of road games, but most of them are in. Comfortable environments is how I'll describe them. You've got at BC, at Miami, at FSU, in which I think if if FSU is like one and whatever by that point of the schedule, right? I'm not worried about that environment per se. Right. And, you know, what I want to do is I want to click over to Clemson real fast because I don't think Clemson is that. It's funny, like everyone's saying Clemson's bad. I don't think they're bad. I think they've no, played not. two 
very good defenses so far. And Georgia Tech <laughs> is also a pretty good defense. Look at what they just did to UNC. Like it was almost like it wasn't even a challenge for them yep. on that side of the ball. And then you go and look at the remainder of Clemson's schedule. They'll have South Carolina on there, which I have not been following. I assume they are bad. They've yeah. got BC at home. They go on the road to Syracuse, on the road to Pitt. Then they get FSU at home, at Louisville, Connecticut. They get Wake at home, and then they go to South Carolina. I don't see where the issue is for the rest of the schedule for them. Like right. Their talent will overwhelm those differences. Now, maybe BC. I, I mean, I can't imagine that. I, I don't know. Did you watch the Missouri game? No. I was at... I was yeah. at Carter Finley with the shaking stadium, so it was yeah. Watching um, also, that was I'll go very, back and watch. I'll watch some of it. Yeah, that was also a very uncomfortable feeling. The stadium literally, um, oh my God. waving yes. under my feet, and I was just oh like, my, I yeah. turned to Wahida and I was like, I know this. I was like, I know people design for resonance frequencies, but the stadium's pretty fucking old. <laughs> and I mean, it's got uh, Final Destination a, written all over it. You win the game, and the stadium collapses. Like that is that's fine. That's fine. The program <laughs> should shut it, shut it up. It's never going to be this good again, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so but yeah, like, yeah. Clemson's it's weird. Played, Clemson's played their three best defenses they're going to face. Yeah. I'm almost sure of that. George Tech, us, and George, give us some credit. And Clemson is still has a lot of talent. It's not like they didn't have top five recruiting classes the last eight years. Yeah. Right? There's they, a lot of talent team. They'll be fine. They might not be you know, playoff bound, but they're still pretty good. And this is a really good win for NC State. Yeah. Honestly, I mean <clears throat> what I I mean what we really need to see happen at this point, right, is we need someone to trip up Wake. Right. Right. Or we need to trip them up. You know, but uh, it's look, we can't really look that far ahead at this point, right? Yeah. It's um you know, we've got to go take care of business next week with Louisiana Tech. You'll see that's this is probably as big of a focal point as any, right? If you go out and you look sharp against Louisiana Tech, and then you get your bye week, and assuming you're healthy, you know we've already, we're already down three starters on defense, right? Like, but we really do need to survive for a couple games here and hope that some attrition occurs elsewhere on the schedule. But I don't know. I just think it's crazy to be like, yeah, you just had an awesome game, beat Clemson. Now Clemson stinks. Yeah, this it, is, it doesn't make sense. It's yeah, and, and I guess this is, I'm just going to go off on this for a second. This is why beating Mississippi State would have been huge because look at the disrespect in the polls. Yeah, like exactly. If you had if he had been ranked 23rd, playing Clemson and won, you're top 15 at that point. They're like, oh, you're legit. These guys, you know, state's finally over it. Whatever. And now you still got you got local people saying you're not even a top twenty five team, man. Just okay. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's true. Like it's it's the and I get the people who are tweeting and saying, hey, you know, we'll beat Mississippi State. Like, yeah, I get it. It was it was a bad game. That happens. The opportunity is still in front of us because everybody on the left on the schedule for us is beatable, right? There's no there's no. Nobody out there that I think is going to be favored against us. I mean, maybe Wake, but who who knows? That's going to be a pick em probably. But at this point, like, give us some respect. This is a pretty good team. Yeah. 
they didn't collapse when Chris Dunn missed those field goals. You know, we we change. We have an opportunity to change the narrative, and I get that. There's a lot of football. There's a lot of football left, right? And we're in the driver's seat now. But the real opportunity comes from finishing the rest of the season, doing what you're supposed to do against these teams. Now, I think the schedule sets up perfect. Louisiana Tech, no matter what happens that game, even if you have the ultimate letdown game, your favorite 19, it's it's a non-conference game. Right, it's still you're still in the driver's seat in the Atlantic. Now it might take some of the shine off, whatever, if the unspeakable happens. But I expect us to win that game. We have the bye week, and then back to you know BC, which is another one of our tough games left. So I think there is this sets up for us, but for <laughs> it to finally get over the hump, they've got to they've got to finish right, and that's what that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to see. Clemson was great, celebrate it, but let's keep going. Don't yeah. have one of your infamous trips to Winston Salem, right? I just let's not do that. Let's not do that this year. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, that looks like it's going to be a tough game, you yeah. know. I mean, you just you just hope we're firing on all cylinders. I feel like <clears throat> I mean, we finally got the defense that you need for this kind of schedule, I guess. Yeah. Um, that That's where I'm kind of hopeful. But I was kind of saying to someone, maybe it was on IPS today, I was like, that game is in November. Yeah. November 13th. That Wake team could look a lot different. We could yes. look a lot different. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what happens with injuries and development. Some, certain guys find click. Maybe Anthony Smith and Devin Leary and Devin Carter all figure out how to um, put the ball four inches closer to the receiver and have the receiver fully extend their arms and body out to catch. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Look, I mean, here's the thing. That play was open, has has been now open every game. And it's, I mean, from my perspective, the ball seems like it's getting a lot closer and closer and closer to their hands. Mm-hmm. And I would keep doing it. I'm. I think we should take be encouraged by the fact that against Clemson, it was still open twice, and I would have to imagine it's gonna keep being open, and they're gonna connect at some point. I know. I know Smith got one last week, but I mean, like in a real game. Going um, going into this game, I didn't think that. I I don't know. We both talked about hey, we got you got to win some deep balls. I didn't think you were gonna win going underneath like they did so much. But it worked, right? They you know, when you factor in, hey, Clemson still got really good athletes, really good DBs, you know, maybe you don't have to take the top off, maybe just the threat of it and is gonna well, be enough. And Clemson gave us those bubbles, they gave us those wide receiver screens, they gave us those swing passes. And State was content just taking them. But that game would have been over if we hit those two bombs. I, I agree. But, right? Like, I, I mean, yeah. that they had, they were what, like two for 11 on third downs? Like, yeah. Could you just, I mean, getting them in a situation where they had to just pass, pass, pass would have been optimal. At some point, we would have got the uh, a turnover. Um, you know, I guess, like, let's just like restart. The game starts and it's like, 
Tim Peck and Dave Doran must have been listening to me all off season. They come out, they're like mixing up tempo. They're really they're they're doing everything I saw from that Ohio State game. But apparently the offensive linemen were just like, hey, we're like not into this um <laughs> at all. We're just right. gonna keep jumping. And you know, it was like we kept killing ourselves with procedural penalties. And I was just sitting there, I was like, I can't believe it, man. Like, the script is actually working, and it's perfect, and yet we just can't get it out of our way. And one of the things we had talked about going into that game was that we were, like, the least penalized team in the ACC, and that was the one thing I thought we were going <laughs> to have to our credit. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, like, first quarter, like, how were you feeling as the game was progressing? I felt like we didn't take enough chances, uh, enough... Um... We took some chances. Yeah, not chances. <laughs> we didn't capitalize on the opportunities, right? Uh, the defense was as good as the defense, we, you know, that I thought it was going to be. Um, I don't know. It was. I'm not. I'm honestly. I'm not even sure how I felt. I like it was. I just felt like we were in it the whole time. I, we were getting pressure. We were playing well. That Clemson really wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it just the whole game kind of progressed as like as expected, you know. But yeah, what really and I put this out earlier in the week or yesterday, I guess it was, where I said it was a clean game, and I didn't mean I didn't mean it like hey, there wasn't any turnovers. Yeah, they had a we had a fumble on a ridiculous trick play, and uh, DJ threw an interception. But what I meant is that. It didn't take us having to have Chris Winkie six interceptions in order to, to beat this team, right? It yeah. didn't take a, a fluke game. And that's what I think it's lost in the narrative when people start talking about, hey, Clemson being bad. It's, hey, this team's pretty good. Like, Clemson's still got a lot of talent, but we're pretty good. It didn't take us one of those fluke games to win this game. And in fact, we had the fluke game with Chris Dunn missing three field goals and still winning. Yeah. Right. That doesn't happen. And so I think that's kind of, that's kind of where I was with this game. I thought this game, I was really impressed on how this team held together. Right. They were really impressed with how they didn't just give up. Like Clemson, when Clemson scored, they scored pretty quickly. I forgot was that that first touchdown. Five, it was five plays. It was yeah, yeah. It was fast. It was, yeah, they scored. Um, pretty, they scored pretty fast, and this team responded. And even after they missed the field goal, like Chris Dunn missed the field goal, this team responded. They held together. They didn't get down on themselves. And I think that is, you know, Ohio State had a player quit during the game. Right? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's happening here. Because of how this team is constructed, it's a good team, man, and I, I like this team. And, and I think, I don't know. Going back to the game, I, I I think it flowed how I expected it to flow. It was back and forth. It was a it was just a good football game. Like I I can't wait to go back and watch it. Yeah. The, the only problem I had with that game was the them sitting on the ball at the end of the first half and then relying on Chris Dunn's uh, field goal. That first field goal attempt was 53 yards dead into the wind. The flags were ripping. And I'm thinking, 
my man doesn't have his leg as it is. This yeah. is a bad situation, and we just kept. It felt like we were settling for that for that field goal. Which okay, well they it just wasn't the best. Yeah, I think there was well two things, right? They were rolling down the field, and then they got a holding penalty. I think, or no, it was yeah, it was a holding penalty, wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, there's a 15 yard foul. I can't remember what it was, um, and that knocked us back. Then we got their nine yards, I guess, to the 45 um, uh, or to the nine or th- sorry to their 36. And then they called a timeout and they set up a play to go an out route to Amezi and he went past the sticks and Leary was throwing it like five or six yards out. And so it was just complete miscommunication between the two. So you hit that, okay. you're around the 30 at that point and you're looking yeah. at uh, a 47 yard, not great. So I don't know who I don't know who was off, right? Is was Larry supposed to go further down or were they trying to get the easy out? I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that kick sucked. Um but it is what it is. The you know, I just I just wonder if it was fourth and six at the thirty four in the second missed kick. It was fifty one yards. Mm-hmm. And that was the one where I was kind of sitting there thinking like Maybe you go for this. You just saw him miss a fifty-plus yarder, um, right? Uh, I think that was that wasn't one. Yeah, so I don't know. It, that, those those are like the only two parts of the game where I was kind of like maybe we. I don't know. They wanted to show confidence in him, but I felt like that second kick got in his head for the 39 yarder. Cause it's just like, that's gotta be the kick that he's been thinking about for years after watching the Bambard game. Right. And mm. then I'm sure, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I turned to Wahida after we missed the third field goal. And I was like, look, I know it's not a thing, but this is NC state shit. This is the most automatic kicker we've ever had. And he can't punch in the winner. And, you know, I felt bad for him. I was really nervous in overtime when we scored the touchdown and I was like, do they go for two here now and try right. to clench this when he got out there? But he, I mean, he smashed it through and I was just like, okay, well that's what you want to see, you know, cause he's not going to get to kick it another time now. <sighs> and, um, you know, I, I'm just glad I'm happy for him. I remember the shit storm that Bambard had to go through after that. Yeah. I never wanted to see that again. I was really nervous. I hope the first thing we do is like walk out there and drill a field goal against Louisiana Tech. I know everyone wants to score a touchdown, but I I I hope Dunn gets a few in just to I, Yeah. I think Chris Dunn is he's he's fine. Like I, I don't I think I don't think he is healthy. Yeah. I think that all season surgery on whatever his shredded groin or whatever the word was they used. I I don't think he's right. I think that 39-yarder miss and then at the end was just uh, uh, mental. As but the I would say the long ones are probably more injury related because he just didn't have the leg for those. That would be my guess. That yeah. 39er was just a bad kick. But thank God, thank God we won that game because, like you said, I, I would have felt bad for him. I didn't want to have to deal with that again. And I really would have questioned all of my life choices had we lost that game after missing three field goals. I well, I mean, the thing is, is like you want to trust the process, 
You're yeah. seeing all the results out there, right? And then, I mean, I think Doran was right to fucking say it out loud that that you know the curse is broken, and that he's seen enough shit in his time at NC State that he was just yeah. like, it's just too much, too much crap, you know, from his perspective. And that's fine. Maybe that's what the, the team needs, right? Now the team yeah. might believe that it's over and that's all that you need from that point on but you know i will point out and i think others have as well a lot of the reasons you lost a lot of those games in the past is because you uh you didn't have the best personnel you made some bad decisions you just didn't yeah win when you needed to win the moment and that's not a curse but watching those field goals against clemson yeah i could get him feeling like thank fucking god I loved it, and I'm sorry I'm dropping these F-bombs, but I don't know, man. I was crying at the end of the game. I had so much emotion release, and I was like, I'm just a fan. I can only imagine what this staff is feeling, yeah. what his family is feeling, what the players are feeling. It was awesome. It was it was so good to finally see. Credit to the fan who ran up to Chris Dunn, like, gave him a hug, told him he was the man. Like, that's big props to you. He, sent the, he had it on video and he sent it to, he tweeted it at us. And I was like, yes, thank you. Like that. Good for you. But like the staff, I thought I, I'm with you. I think that staff was elated. And you could see that with Dave, his interview afterwards, smoking a cigar, or, you know, drinking his solo cup in the parking <laughs> lot after the game. Like he was, he was living his best life and he, you could just see, how happy he was there. And this is this is I grabbed this from Wolfpack One a few minutes ago. This is what he, he had to say. This was the first thing he said in the locker room. Years to do that, but we did. We are the best team in this league. He's right. Like, I think so too. I think here's so too. the thing, right? And I don't see anyone else take down the big dog in the last few years, right? Like and, and this is what I was saying, right? We were saying this. Was, I said this, said this to James. I think you and I did this pod too. NC State takes down the big dog, and then everyone else eats. Right? It's like we're yeah. the first to make the kill. Then the rest of the pack gets the scraps, and then everyone says, "Oh, that team sucked. Look how bad they were." Right. I'm telling you, NC State when they beat people, they break them. And I'm going to be watching <laughs> Clemson to see if they can. I mean, Clemson's going to have to retool things on offense for sure, especially Shipley's yeah. going to be out for at least a few weeks, they say. Yeah. And um, it's going to be interesting to watch because they have, they are like that classic example of like having relied on overwhelming talent advantage in right. so many games. But I don't care, man. We're the best team in the league. I agree. I agree. Maybe we'll get some credit. I'm going to read this, read some of the stats that it stood out to me from the box four. And then we'll we'll hang this up because I need to get back to work. Um, Shipley, 11 carries, 38 yards. He had the one touchdown, which was a gift. DJ was 12 for 26 with an INT for 111 yards. Pretty good. We sacked him twice. We actually sacked somebody. I'll give him that. Durden did, yeah. I don't know who got the second one. That was Durden. Durden pregame. Uh, I played that clip. He was uh him that was him and Daniel Joseph talking. I'll play it again in case you missed it on the intro, but here's Daniel Joseph and then Durden. At NC State. They ready to come out and they're gonna do what they've been doing for the past eight years, right? Nah, not today, bro. That's Daniel I'm Joseph. They don't respect us enough at all in this league. I've been here for two years. I already tell that one. Show up, man. It's a big game. I'm gonna That's show Durden. Up, man. My mom, my man. Elite effort across the board, bro. You wanna make the play, you can make the play. It's on you and you, bro. 
Trust, trust your training and fall back on it, bro. That's all you gotta do. And I promise that every single one of y'all been in the fucking those boys yeah. were fired up for this game. That the the whole pregame locker room stuff. There was some more from Drake and Tanner Ingle. It was awesome. It was really good. And they about, I, it is it is confirmed. CJ Clark is out for the season. Yeah, that's unfortunate. He's been playing really well. Yeah. How about a Mezzi getting twenty targets? Feed the big dog. PPR. PPR. Uh, yeah, whoever had him in on. the fantasy league probably ripped us a new one. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, I mean. I think that they are now, it's kind of like what we were saying about the Mississippi State game, right? If you're just going to give us that stuff in the flats and the numbers say do it, then you go do it. That's fine. Like, I know a lot of people were griping, I think, that were watching, but they were taking what was there, and then they expanded on it in the second half. So I have no problem feeding your your alpha like that, and um, it's fine, man. You know, I mean, look at that touchdown was a hell of a grab by him. The same with Carter. You know, that's what oh, you want to yeah. see, right? If, yep. if the young pups aren't making those big plays, then you want to see those two show them why they get the starting reps. So that was a great game for both of them. And give them as a 20 targets a game all the time until someone tries to take it away. Ricky Person, 21 carries, 91 yards. Bam Knight, 23 carries, 80 yards. I, uh, Somebody asked what the over/under for rushing yards, and they said it like 155, and I said we'd go over. We went 177. I thought they did pretty good. I thought Ricky ran hard at the end of the game, and yeah, I, there was a concerted effort, I think, to use Bam early and Ricky late. Really, I was going to say the other way because I felt like I was sitting there and Ricky. I felt like for like four straight drives was the only running back, like um. And I'm sorry, I'm not sure if you guys are getting this background noise from my dog, but um, she's a big Ricky fan. And um, so, I mean, I turned to the guy. Oh, that reminds me. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the guy that was sitting right beside me. Let me make sure I got his name right here. Uh, Randy Rogers was uh, a calm, a calming force throughout a chaotic storm that I was brewing <laughs> over there. And... Um, I appreciate everything you did over there, Randy. You kept me cool. Uh, Wahida was doing everything she could to keep me from jumping off the ledge. Um, so I just want to give a quick shout out to Randy Rogers. Because I at one point I turned to him and I said, you got to tell me, man, because you're listening to the broadcast. Is Ricky Person the only running back we have today? Because it was like four straight drives, and I was starting to think Bam was hurt or something. So I was surprised when you said that he had 23 carries because it, like, it felt like Ricky had 40. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, defensively, I thought Isaiah Moore had the best game. I noticed him. Yeah, like during the game, I, he made some plays, and one in particular, they kind of showed it in passing on Wolfpack one, but they ran like a, a empty reverse, a naked boot reverse, uh, not for a screen pass, and they dropped it to Shipley, and he had a lot of room in front of him. But Isaiah Moore read the play the whole way, and it was able to trip up Shipley, and they yeah. actually lost yards. He had eight tackles. Uh, two TFLs. I mean, he had a great game. Corey Durden, six tackles, one and a half TFLs. Tanner Engel, Derek Pitts both had a really good game, seven tackles. Like, I, the defense played really well. Jalen Scott, Peyton Wilson replacement, three tackles, and as well as Drake Thomas. I mean, just defense across the board played really good. And I don't know, man. I was, uh, I, I think. This team, this defense is going to keep this team in a lot of games. 
But yeah, I agree. I don't have anything else right now. I just wanted to you know, talk about this. Talk about how do we want to talk about the trick plays? <laughs> At least the second uh, one. Do we want to? Let, okay, I I just gotta Go say ahead. this. Yeah, you don't need to do it. It's not always necessary. Like the it, the scheme tough. is working. Let, yeah. Just let the scheme do its job. Like I'm not. I'm okay with like a trick play. That one was so overly complicated, and it's just like at some point you cannot have that many moving parts against a a, a team with a lot of talent on the other side. And yeah. it just felt like it was either in the script. It's it's just kind of like it's just with the jump pass, man. I know you've repped it. I know you feel confident about it, but sometimes you just do not need to get cute. And I, I just, I, it's my one criticism of Beck right now. It's like you're doing a lot of things really well, and then you just make me scratch my head and say, "Why was that part of the plan?" Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, that. It was triple reverse flea flicker on the right side of the offensive line. I thought again. Was the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought was the kind of the weird part. It's like if you're going to do that, run to your best side maybe. And they ran the short side of the field to the right side of the offensive line. I, I will say the offensive line. I didn't notice them being a sieve in the first or yeah. that right side at least. I'm going to go back and watch they, it again, but I think they, that they held they, up pretty well. They gave up that one big sack early in the game. That was the right yeah. side. The guy came off there. I don't know if they stunted or what they did. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right. I, I get it, dude. <laughs> All right. The dog <laughs> says we need to stop barking at this team. Yeah. Last uh, last one. State ran 96 plays to Clemson's 46 plays. We freaking dominated the you know time of possession entire game with just, like, and that's why those tackle numbers are actually pretty low. It's 41 minutes to how many did they have? 19? Yeah. Something like that. 18 yeah. minutes. That, that's why I was saying earlier, I, I can't imagine they can go too much longer without tweaking something on their offense because yeah. it, it's clearly not working. Right. Yeah. All right. We'll see where we go from here. We'll be back later in the week with Louisiana Tech. We got some calls from from folks who want to play. I uh, probably should pull them up for this one, but whatever. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> yeah, save it for the big pop. Yeah, we'll save it. And just want to get some thoughts out and just you know just remember people when when you hear folks saying, "Hey, Clemson is bad." No, chime in. This team's pretty good. Like, yeah. give them some credit. Don't don't give me this one in twenty two bullshit again. I'm tired of hearing that. <laughs> like it, it. I look. We'll talk about it on Thursday. But uh, that stat really, like, I could not stop thinking about it during the game and how much it was rubbing me wrong. I'm, I'm um, glad we don't have to talk about it anymore. Like, yeah, I'm glad he got that monkey off his back. Now just freaking finish this year. The opportunity's right in front of you. Win the division. You're still better than the rest of these teams. Get hired by South Carolina or Southern California. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I just saw saw Dave Clawson was uh, who put that. Good riddance. You say today as a story says, if Dave Clawson wins more games at Wake Forest this year, he should be on the list. I'm like, oh God, God, please. I would love to not see Dave Clawson ever again. 
Right? Seriously. <laughs> All right, folks. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back later in the week with some more. And go pack. Go pack. I was raised by the